and next thing I know, like I'm, I'm now making more money than I ever would have as a social worker in healthcare. Um, just managing social media. And once, once I saw like, cause I told myself, like, if I can get enough clients where all my bills are paid, I'm, I'm done. I'm quitting. And sure enough, within a week I had, I had met that threshold. That was Carrie Garcia. She is also known on Instagram and TikTok as fat girl hedonist. You will hear the reason for that handle in this episode. But I wanted to bring Carrie on because a few weeks ago, I saw her tweet that she left her full-time job in the healthcare industry to be a full-time blogger and social media influencer. She is niched in food, so obviously her feed is just gorgeous. And I was like, okay, this is amazing. You have to come on and tell my listeners how you have done this, why you did it, how you took the steps to do it, how you're making money. And she is going to inspire the hell out of you in this episode. And she doesn't hold anything back. She tells you exactly what she did, how she did it, why she did it, step by step. So I'm excited for you to hear this episode. We link to everything in the show notes again. So you can find her on Instagram. You can read her blog. You can find her on TikTok. And also, don't forget, I told you about it in the last episode here on Become a Media Maven. Head to earnmedianow.com for five simple steps to getting featured in the media. This is my one-hour class. I am going to share tons of information with you. If you stay till the end, I will give you the exact pitch that I sent to CNN to get Amy Porterfield booked on Headline News. The exact pitch, word for word, that's at earnmedianow.com. It is also in the show notes for this episode. But let's get back right now to Carrie Garcia with Fat Girl Hedonist, and she is going to tell you... So much amazingness about how she left her full-time job in healthcare in a pandemic to become a full-time food blogger. Ever wonder how some people seem to get all the media coverage, but you don't? Go behind the scenes with a TV reporter, national on-air host, and news contributor who has interviewed celebrities, took you inside the Versace mansion, and even stood on a chair to interview basketball legend Alonzo Mourning. Get ready, because Become a Media Maven is the podcast where Christina Nicholson is sharing secrets from her years in front of the camera, in the editing booth, and now behind the podcast mic. Carrie, welcome to Become a Media Maven. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to see your face. For those of you watching on YouTube and not listening on the podcast, I have been following Carrie at Fat Girl Hedonist for a while, and she never shows her face. (laughs) So I have no idea what she looks like until now. Um, Okay, just explain the handle. Fat Girl Hedonist. What what in the world? (laughs) Right? It's so so bizarre. So it's a few different things kind of slapped together. Um, Fat Girl... Um, so growing up, I was bullied for my weight. Um, it was something I was like totally taunted for, um, you know, and growing up in the nineties, like bullying wasn't a thing. Like you were just made fun of every day and that was life. So part of the, the fat girl part of the name is kind of me reclaiming that, um, and kind of making it my own and kind of, I'm going to be self-deprecating. I'm going to make fun of myself before you call me overweight because I know I've got a few extra pounds and, and I'm okay with that. 
So that's that's the first part of the name. The hedonist. So I don't know if you ever heard of hedonism Jamaica, which was like like a no. right, so what was it? It was, it was like a nudist colony in Jamaica. But, and that's really where I found out what hedonism is. I feel um, like this is a whole other story coming. Or, no, no, no. It, it's really not that bad. So, <laughs> um, so then I looked up what is hedonism? Like what is it? And it's the pursuit of pleasure. Um, so hedonism in regards to my blog is the pursuit of pleasure through like a super cheesy, delicious mac and cheese or an amazing like brownie a la mode um, and the pursuit of just getting pleasure from amazing food. Um, so throw those two together and you've got fat girl hedonist. Oh my gosh. I love it. And you started this in 2010 as a hobby. Yeah. So like, what was yeah. the hobby? What would you do? So, and this is really why I don't show my face. So I, um, I'm a licensed mental health therapist. Um, and I was working with the chronically mentally ill. Um, so I wouldn't show my face because I didn't want, you know, you don't want them to find you on the internet. Them finding me on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, I get and, it now. And, and the one time I did show my face, sure enough, somebody found me and <laughs> they were in recovery for alcoholism. And all of a sudden now all they wanted to talk to me about was all the best bars um, in town. I'm like, we can't talk about that. Like that's, you're, we're here to avoid that. So that's why I was like, yeah, I can't show my face. <laughs> but, um, so I, it started as a hobby. I was really stressed out with work. Um, I worked in a lockdown psych unit and you know, my friends were like, you're always dragging us to these weird restaurants. We just want to go to Chili's and get our two for one drinks. And you, have, and you have us eating ribs out of some guy's trunk in the hood. I'm like, but these ribs are amazing. Like, aren't they like the best ribs? Ever? That is so Miami. Can I just say what you just said? <laughs> um, but it's usually the best food. So they were like, you really need to start a blog. And I needed a hobby. So I kind of just Googled, how do you start a blog? And the rest is history. So you really? just, you started doing, you've been doing it for what, 12 years now and, mm -hmm. um, you've grown quite a, quite a following, quite an en engaging following. You post the most amazing pictures and videos and I'm not a foodie at all. I eat like a child, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm here for all of Carrie's stuff. Um, and it's funny because I didn't even know your name until you booked this. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when you go out to events in South Florida and you see other bloggers and influencers, you're like, oh, there's Nom Nom Namaste. Like, what is your name? I don't even know your name. I just know your handle. Just know people's handles. That's it. That's so funny. That's and I saw, I think it was a tweet, right? You just recently tweeted that yeah. you left your job in healthcare and you are pursuing this full time. Now, first of all, like you probably just went through, I mean, your job just in general, when there's not a p pandemic just sounds like insane. But yeah, then when you have a, a pandemic and you're working with people who don't believe it's a pandemic and don't believe people are dying and all of the other nonsense, your job was probably just escalated to be a whole lot worse. Oh, it was a nightmare. Um, it was really rough, really nerve wracking. Um, cause you know, at the end of the day, you still have, you know, your family to come home to, but you know, you're exposing them and it's just like all the extra precautions 
to take and the nerves, um, you know, and at the beginning of everything, like I, I'm a social worker, that's, that's my job. But because I'm a social worker, not a nurse, oh, you don't get a mask because <sighs> you're a social worker. You're not I'm like, I, what? So just the way I was treated as an employee, um, it just kind of shows. And also, you know, a, a social worker in an, a, a, a state like Florida, where it's not a profession that's really valued. Um, so it, it made it a lot harder. And then dealing with patients who, I don't know what it was, it just made everyone just so much nastier. Yeah, so much. And my last straw was having a patient spit on me, who was COVID positive. Um, and then tell me to go back to my country. I was like, I don't get paid enough for this. Like, I don't, I don't need this. I'm like, first of all, I was born and raised here. And then second of all, like to spit on me and you have COVID like, okay, time out on the go back to your, to your own country. What is, what is your heritage? Where are your parents from? So, um, my mom is Colombian. My dad is Cuban and I was born and raised here in, in Miami. Okay. I have to tell you, if you are in Miami and you are telling a Hispanic person to go back to their own country, honey, you need to move out of South Florida. (laughs) You do not belong. (laughs) It was that is next level. That is next level. Okay. So at one point you were like, screw this. I am done. Let me just do this full time, which is a scary ass thing to do when you have a full-time job and a family and all that. So tell me like mentally how you were grappling with that and making the decision. So initially I wasn't looking to jump into the block. I wanted to work from home. I'm like, I am done being, you know, an essential worker. I am done. I don't want to be essential anymore. I want to be home. I want to be non-essential. So I started really just looking at positions working for insurance companies or working like telehealth and working from home. And none of them, if the pay was there, but then it would take you like six months to build a caseload. So for the first six months, like you're not, you're not really making anything. I'm like, well, I have to keep a roof over my head and have to keep my kids fed for the next six months. So that's not going to work. Um, and then with the insurance company, same thing, like it was just, nothing was really thing. And then I was like, well, I have the blog and it has a social media following. And I had done uh, social media management for a local cookie shop a couple years back. So I, w- I did that and I was like, maybe I could do that again. So I kind of just threw it out there. I didn't even like post, um, like on my main feed, I, I posted like an Instagram story, like taking on social media management clients and like the people just like poured in. Um, wow. Like what kind of people I'm, I'm assuming local restaurants follow you and yeah. that's who. Okay. Local yeah. Local restaurants. So they just poured in and within the next couple of weeks I had back to back meetings with people to see if this would be a good fit. Um, and next thing I know, like I'm, I'm now making more money than I ever would have as a social worker in healthcare, um, just managing social media. And once, once I saw like, cause I told myself, like, if I can get enough clients where all my bills are paid, I'm, I'm done. I'm quitting. And sure enough, within a week I had, I had met that threshold. 
and I put in my two weeks notice. I was like, I'm, we're done. <laughs> we're out of here. Um, and when was that? That was in February. Of? This year. Oh, like this just yeah. happened. Okay. Yeah. Now these people who are messaging you from restaurants, I'm assuming these are the restaurant owners or managers, yeah. because if yeah. they were doing the social media, they would not be messaging you. So these are people who, and, and restaurant owners, that is not their expertise, but they need it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with restaurants, especially with food. That's something that is so, you know, Visual. you get people in through, through mm-hmm. the, through the door with food, like with, with what you're selling and you have to put it out there and it takes, you know, a level of expertise when it comes to the photography. Now you need to do video. Now you need to do reels. You got to be on TikTok. Like it's all this stuff. And a restaurant owner or manager already has a lot on their plate. And this is more than most can handle. So it's something, it's like outsourcing something that is going to end up paying for itself because it's going to bring people in the door. So yeah, it's, it was restaurant owners, um, local businesses um, that were reaching out and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. So I, I met my threshold of like, okay, I've got enough to cover all the bills. And then within the next two weeks, I was able to add four more clients. So now I'm managing the social media for six people, six businesses total. That's amazing. Uh, And that's, is that your main income? Are you making money um, in other ways? And that's just kind of like your foundation. So, yeah. So there's also, um, cause that's just the social media management aspect. And then I also have the sponsored posts mm-hmm. on the blog, um, like affiliate links and stuff like that, that I have on the blog as well. Um, and yeah, so there's the, my, right now the main bread and butter is the, the social media management. Um, because the sponsored posts, like they're not consistent. They're not like, you know, you might get a great one like this month, but the next month you don't get one. So it's kind of, it's inconsistent. So that's kind of like my bonus money. Right. No, that makes sense. And if the the truth is, if you did not build what you built as a hobby since 2010, nobody would give a shit if you're posting, I'm taking social media clients. So it's the fact that you practice what you preach Mm -hmm. on your Instagram that made you so successful. So can you talk about that, about how, you turned this hobby into a business, either maybe it was strategic, maybe it was by accident, but kind of like how it evolved into a business and what people should do, you know, like give us some advice that we haven't heard before. Like everybody says the same, post a pretty picture, be engaging, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so kind of walk us through, through that. So I guess first and foremost, you have to build your personal brand. Um, cause when restaurants go to my page, my, like, for example, my Instagram, that in and of itself is practically like my, my photography and video portfolio. I'm going to go now as we're chatting. So for those of you who are listening, who are not driving or working out, she is at <laughs> fat girl hedonist, right? I'm saying that right. Yeah. I'm not down with the nudist colony terminology. <laughs> <laughs> it's H-E, fat girl, H-E-D-O-N-I-S-T. Yeah. <laughs> and I will link to it in the show notes so people can find you. Oh, thank you. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, I built my personal brand um, and you go to my page, you see the pictures that I'm taking, you see the videos I'm taking. Um, 
So when a restaurant reaches out to me, they know they're going to get the same quality of work. Um, yes, of course, take a pretty picture, but you also know how to know how to edit the picture, how to um, work with your clients. I mean, I also what's what does help me like my social work background has helped me know how to like approach clients and how to talk to them um, and how to empathize with the struggles that they're dealing with. Um, because a lot of these restaurants, they are short staffed, but they still need to get people in the door and they still need to keep their bills paid. Um, and they are responsible for entire businesses. So being able to communicate effectively with your clients, but at the same time, being able to showcase quality work, um, has been a big part for me, but yeah, basically build your personal brand first and foremost. Um, so that way the work speaks for itself. And you're, you're doing a lot of reels, which is time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, Instagram is really pushing reels. Um, Instagram initiated like a reels bonus program. So you would get paid to post reels. Um, I did it for a while. It was great. Cool. Um, and that was also like bringing in a couple hundred dollars a month. But what I realized is when you were on the program, it hindered your views. So I kind of played around with it and I decided to take the month of March off of the reels bonus program. And the minute I did that, the very next day I had two reels from early February that went viral. Um, one has over 7 million views. And it was oh like a post. Oh my gosh! Which one it's is that? Post- it's a keto cheese wrap, but it was over a month old when it went viral. So random. So random. Why and did that's it go when viral? Was- Do you have any idea? The audio. So the it did really well initially, um, and then I don't know what happened. The audio. It's a it's a voiceover of a guy saying like you know. I don't know who needs to hear this, but be petty, choose violence. But, you know, um, it's like a funny <laughs> audio. And then now today I've had a bunch of people commenting like Will Smith must have heard this before going to the Oscars. Um, and can I just say, crazy. like, you only have three hashtags in here. Keto, cheese wrap and low carb. Yeah, it's not. The, it's, it wasn't. And, and it was all my thing was it was over a month old when it blew up. But it was the day after I took myself off the Reels bonus program. So wow. for me, I feel like, yeah. But even then, like, even even then, like, Reels, Instagram is just really pushing Reels and pushing, like, that kind of content. So I've kind of just been going with it. Every once in a while, I'll just throw in, like, an old school picture um, to kind of break up the, you know, the the constant Reels. But, yeah, that's I, the last. Well, it's beautiful. And that was something. I mean, just Thank your, you. your feet, it's, it's beautiful. Um, do you get, okay. So I'm assuming you eat out a lot. Do you get, and tell me what you do, because I know there's trade, there's getting paid. Do you get paid? Do you charge to post about food or will you go and eat at a restaurant for free for food? So it depends who's asking, right? If exactly. If Coca- and how if, you if- feel. Can I bring my yeah, family? <laughs> so if Coca-Cola is asking me, I'm going to charge Coca-Cola. I'm like, you know, if it's, it, but if it's like a mom and pop, um, 
I'm not going to charge them. I don't, I don't charge for media dimes. I know there are creators that do. Um, and you could Carrie, you could. Yeah. But I, I just like, I know these restaurants are struggling as it is, yeah. especially with everything they went through in the pandemic. Like it's fine. What I do tell them and I always make sure to stipulate this. Like I don't guarantee an in-feed post. I don't guarantee um, that I'm going to post about it. Um, I will share it on stories that I have no problem with. I'll share the food on stories, but an in-feed post, if the food sucks, I'm not going to post it. Right. As they would not want you to. Um, well, I've had restaurants tell me, well, like, well, well, we still fed you like you, you owe us. I'm like, I don't owe you anything. Oh, don't even get me Uh, started on the entitlement. Yeah. So I'm like, you, you, you still fed me, but you fed me crap. So I'm not going (laughs) to post this because my my followers trust me when I tell them, hey, this place is really good because they will be the first ones to say I went and it sucked and I went there because of you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so I, then I feel bad. So I always make sure to tell restaurants like I, I, I'll go. Um, also, if it's a restaurant I want to go to, if it's if it's like some restaurant that I've heard like eh, it's not really good. It's also like really far from me. Yeah. Then I'm like mm, then I don't need to go. But yeah. if it's a restaurant. It's been on my list. I've been wanting to check out and they reach out. I'll tell them, Hey, I'd love to go. Um, just a heads up. I will share on my stories, but I don't guarantee any in feed posts. Um, if the food is great and I feel like it's something my followers would love and enjoy, then yes, I'll share, but it's not a guarantee. And nine times out of 10, they're okay with that. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I don't charge. I, I just, I don't. What about, what about on your blog? You do a lot of, recipes yeah and and some other things so what about on your blog do you take sponsored posts for that uh, or do you do you have ads do you do do you get traffic or uh advertising money from your traffic tell me about how you monetize oh. that if you do yeah. so uh definitely sponsored blog posts and recipes i've worked with um like wells fargo um oh my god what's that bacon company uh I don't know. I've worked with like a few different brands over the years. Um, And that's one thing with the blog. So with restaurants and that's how the blog started writing about restaurants. But the minute the restaurant closes, that's it. Your post is obsolete. Mm -hmm. Um, So I remember like a few, few years back, there was this restaurant that had opened up and I loved it. And I had gone three times. I had written this beautiful post, taken tons of pictures. I posted the very next day, the restaurant closed. And I was like, all this work for nothing so that's when I started kind of like looking at recipes um I had already shared a couple but the fact that a recipe is kind of evergreen like it's it's right it's not gonna go bad whereas a restaurant post once the restaurant closes it's obsolete after five years they've usually changed the whole menu even if it's still open the the chefs that cooked your food that day they're not there anymore so even then the post is obsolete after a few years. So I, I shifted over to recipes. So if you go to the, the blog now, it's all recipes. It's, I don't think I have any, uh, restaurant reviews left on the blog. Um, so I used to have, uh, monetizing advertise, uh, advertisements on this, on the sidebar and up top, but I took them off because they were really slowing down the site. Mm -hmm. And, um, as much as it was bringing in some money, a couple hundred bucks a month, um, my views and my, my like, 
uh, user sessions were so low because it was really lagging the website. So I've removed the, the ads and I'm trying to kind of up my traffic on the blog so I can get it onto a larger ad network like Mediavine or AdThrive. Um, and then I and then I'll I, then if for as much as they pay, then they can slow down my site. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm trying to do the same thing on my lifestyle blog, Christina, all day. And I learn a lot from Brandon Gailey. He okay. has software called Rank IQ that I use for SEO, and he nice. is adamant. He always says that the number one type of blog to create a niche blog to create to get traffic is a recipe is a food blog and a yeah. recipe blog he talks about using pinterest that's the number one thing people go to pinterest for is recipes he mm -hmm. said if you want to get traffic fast you got to start a recipe blog that's his thing so i think you're like headed there super quick yeah. since you've you've got the recipe thing going and the instagram thing to to couple it up yeah last year i really kind of honed in on the blog I moved it over to Blogger. I added all these plugins um, to kind of really make the user experience like as good as it can be um, and as fast and as efficient as possible. So, um, you know, my my views skyrocketed. I mean, I'm still not at Mediavine level, but I mean, in a year's time, it's gone up 30,000 a month. So I'm like hoping my goal for the end of the year is Media fine. We'll see. Yeah, which is fifty thousand sessions a month. Yeah. So you're almost there. Yeah, getting there. So that's amazing. Yeah, hopefully. Because last year, last year was like, okay, we're gonna get more serious. Maybe right. I was in my pre-contemplative, um, you know, stage of thinking, oh, maybe I could do this full time. And then now this year, even though the blog isn't where I would like it to be, I, I, I've just jumped in because now doing this, it does afford me more time to be able to work on the blog, to create more content for the blog versus just on social media. Yeah. Now it is your full-time job and it is, it is so different when you, um, when you approach something that way, like I have, you know, like I have my PR agency, I have my lifestyle blog, I have my podcast software. And mm -hmm. sometimes you're like, well, I need to put more effort into this, but it's hard for me to put more effort into that because it's not making money. I feel like I need yeah. to focus on what's making money, but this isn't making money because I'm not putting effort into it. So yeah. I have learned that you need to stop looking at the end goal all the time and instead just try to enjoy the process. Like, what do you actually want to do right now, then try to make money doing that, but enjoy the process because so many people have these end goals that they kill themselves to get there, but you spend yeah. so much time getting there. It's like, you have to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. You have to enjoy the process because otherwise you burn out and you're a miserable person. Yeah. Yeah. You burn out and then you're not going to want to do it anymore. And, and it's just, it, like you said, you're going to just be miserable. It's not worth it then. Do you have any advice for people who are in a job where they're just like, God, I hate this. This sucks. I love doing this other thing that I'm doing and I wish I could take it full time. Just do it. Just jump. You know, I, I, I did the jump. And now that I'm on the other side, like I, I will say like I have a little bit of PTSD because it's been... 17 years of waking up, going to the hospital, 
working at the hospital and like I had my routine and now it's almost like you know a cage bird that you know you just open the door on me like I I, st- I was like afraid to fly because I'm so used to living in this like cage in like this little box so it's been a big adjustment like not wake not having that routine and having to make a routine for myself but even with that like the stress that has been lifted off my shoulders is insane. The the fact that I don't have to deal with, you know, the toxic work environment, the nasty patients, like it's, it, it makes me sad that I didn't do it sooner. Yeah. And I didn't believe in myself sooner to do this. I wish I would have had the courage to do it five years ago. Um, but whatever, I, I, I'm doing it now and, and I'm happy I did it. But if, if, if that's something that somebody wants to do, just, just line your, you know, make sure you've got all your bases covered financially um, and just jump, just do it. And something you said you did that I also did that I recommend everybody do is side hustle. Like yeah. even if you have a full-time job, if this is something you really want to do, then in the evenings and on the weekends, start the side hustle and start making money. Like I always say, like like you didn't quit your job until you made enough money to cover what your job was bringing in. So, I mean, anybody can do this. It's just a matter of not even motivation, but just being committed to doing it. Because People think a job is so secure because they think, oh, every two weeks I'm going to get this paycheck. Well, one, you're not. They don't give a shit about you. They can get rid of you anytime they want it. And number two, you are more of a sure bet because you are in control of how much money you make. You just have to be committed and driven to do it and not think, oh, well, if this doesn't work out, then I wasted my time. Well, guess what? You have to spend time or money to make a business work. And do you want to be miserable your whole life or do you want to do what you want to do? Yeah, exactly. And right now, um, as happy as I am, like I just, you know, it does not mean like I should have done this so much sooner, but I did. I'm doing it like I'm doing it. I'm I don't have to. You know, I'm my own boss. If if I want to sit on the couch today and watch Bridgerton because the new season came out, I can. I can take a personal day and I'm going to watch Bridgerton. And but, you can you know, do it with your laptop on your lap, working exactly. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've, I, I mean, I've, I've actually had it playing in the background because I've been, like, shooting for a, a market that I, I, I help. So, you know, it's it's the joy I'm having now, even though it, it's, it's stressful in some ways, but the, just the fact, like, oh, I can breathe a little bit better. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's a different stress. Yeah. And it's always been the blog, you know, started off as a hobby. And then like, as I would get like sponsored posts for social media and the blog, like, you know, it it kind of developed into like a little bit of a hustle. Um, But it wasn't, you know, it it was something like, you know, it was there, but it wasn't consistent. But now that I've kind of just like honed in and I'm like, no, that's it. We're doing this full, full steam ahead. Like I wouldn't, I, I don't think, I don't see myself ever going back to healthcare uh, funny enough. My no, mom's like, don't get, don't get rid of your scrubs. I'm like, no, I already gave those a goodwill. Those are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so- 
so much, Carrie. I'm going to link to your Instagram. I'm going to link to your blog in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to add that I should have asked? Um, no, I mean, just if, if this is something that anybody is considering doing, just jump, uh, jump on TikTok. TikTok is the Everybody's best app. Right saying now. that, like, that's where you grow right now. That's where you grow. One of my clients really quickly. Um, so she's a local chef. Um, and we started her, her TikTok account. When I got her account in January, she was one of my first clients. Uh, we got her TikTok at 200 followers. That's where I started with her. She has 60,000 followers today. Oh and that's gosh. just a matter of a month and a half. From doing what? So we're doing recipes. We're doing mm. just recipes. I go to her house. I shoot her cooking. Um, and she's doing like typical like Hispanic Cuban food. And she has blown up like, and it's so easy to grow on TikTok. And I'm like, I keep preaching this to everybody. Like TikTok is so easy to grow and it doesn't have to be this super polished look like on Instagram. You know, you have to have that. Right. Polished That's why people like it. No, people, it, people want approachable and real. They don't want like this super commercialized um, look that, that you get on Instagram. Right. People just want real and approachable and it's so easy to grow. Like so, so. So that is what, and right now that TikTok is my third largest traffic source for my blog. So wow. definitely recommend it to everybody. So how many, I'm going to check you out on TikTok too. I'm not a big TikTok user. Like everybody else in the world, I did start using it a little bit more during the pandemic because well, that, that. that's when I started. I started on the pandemic and then from the pandemic is, and cause I never used to post video. I never used to post reels, nothing. I was very anti-video, but because of TikTok, I learned how to shoot oh, reels. Wow. You've got, you've got a McGriddle breakfast taco TikTok that has over five, almost six million mm -hmm. views. Yeah. It is so easy to grow. So, so easy. Um, and I'm like preaching it to everyone. Um, you just have to just start, you know, um, because TikTok is really easy to, it's the place to be for a creator right now. You know um, what I think might be next for you, not to give you more business ideas, but I feel like you could teach people who are in the food niche how to do this themselves. Like you could teach people how to become a food influencer, how to become a food blogger. Yeah. Or how to grow. Uh, yeah. Because honestly, you that's one thing. Job. Thank you. Yeah, the TikTok. And then because of TikTok, I learned how to shoot reels. And fast forward a year and a half, that's all I do now is reels. Um, yeah, so that's amazing. You know, I do reels, but I don't edit them on my phone because I've, first of all, I've never learned and I don't want to learn. I edit them <laughs> on my computer because just coming from TV, I'm so used to this editor that I use on my computer. So okay. I just, and maybe that's why I do like two reels a month. <laughs> I haven't posted in like a couple of weeks. I'm not oh. like, yeah, I need to, I need to step it up. Right. Um, but this has been amazing. Thank you so much, Carrie. I'm going to link to all of the things from you in the show notes for this episode. And I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Carrie is amazing. Make sure you follow her on social media, learn from her. It sounds like she was totally into the teaching idea. So if you want to learn more, 
she may be teaching you very soon. Again, check out the show notes. That's where you can find her. That's where you can find me. And I will see you again here on Become a Media Maven in just a couple more weeks.